Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. You've made it one more week as we creep ever so closer uh, to the defining playoffs of the uh, 2021 fantasy football season. I am, as always, your host, Patrick. Hold for applause. Thank you. Uh, And I am here with uh, my... Oh, oh my gosh, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. Thank you so much. Um, I am here with my uh, regular co-host, uh, uh, Mike. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be here on a Thursday again. I did quite enjoy the little Sunday night special we had last week. I thought that was a lot of fun. But I'm just looking at the numbers also. It's got our least amount of plays at nine, dating all the way back to episode 13 of last season, Black Fridays and Drunk Thursdays, which got 28. Uh, so a little disappointing. Also, you know, lots of great feedback from the league in the chat. So thanks, guys, for uh, for letting us know you loved it. <laughs> we do have a quite a dedicated fan base and active and engaged, you know, like um, I, I just we've got we're, we're going places for sure. Um, and six normally, of those, six of those nine are probably because people were looking up Omicron, not even in our league. True. True. Um, I also really like that. You just went six of nine. Like it's a nice for me. Classic. That's, that's us in a nutshell. Six of nine for sure. Um, typically at this point, I, I throw it to my other host, but he's still feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, Pat, we stand in solidarity with you. Um, he's, uh, not fighting any war, um, for any governments or anything like that. He's just, uh, still feeling a little bit off. So we, uh, we await his return, but in the meantime, we've got a brand new guest to, uh, come in and fill, fill in for a spot. So, uh, don't be too hard on him, uh, this week, uh, audience, uh, uh, for his debut podcasting moment uh jay how are you my gosh guys come on come on stop stop you're too much i listen i'm nervous i'm excited you know it's my first time kind of doing something like this but uh but you guys have given me the tools that i need to feel confident feel comfortable so you I'm, said I'm, competent i did i did <laughs> you I fucked just, it up you fucked it up come on guys come on oh god now i'm nervous <laughs> i gotta listen I, i'm oh, just happy man. to be here um, big shout out to Suds. Really hope that the cock reduction surgery goes smoothly. Can't wait to have you back. And really excited to talk about the the, the craziness that is our fantasy football league in the two weeks left uh, before playoffs. Uh, so excited. Um, yeah. Uh, so I like that introduction there, Jay. A little bit of a, a faux pas as the guest. You foreshadowed 
kind of what the episode's going to mm-hmm. be about. Mm-hmm. Not, not really your place to do that. So, Gosh, I just, guys, I'm so, a, I'm so, oh, I just feel so silly. Definitely a misstep. Um, but yeah, as uh, as Jay had blurted out, um, we are going to be assessing um, how where our league is at. And um, I almost just said the old title there, Mike just so you're aware. I was like, the state of the league. But we realized that that is only safe for yes. one particular mm-hmm. guest um, who will have to come on by the end of the season to give us another state of the league. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Mike was willing to hear my notes. Uh, and and we are going to uh, present the chaos report in today's episode. Um, but before we do that, um, I just want to make sure that we get um, everything sort of cleared up as to what happened last week. We were in the middle of, we had a little bit of a, a weird schedule from, um, uh, from our podca- podcasting point. Uh, we missed, uh, last week's midweek episode had to do a Sunday nighter. We kind of went over what had happened. So I don't think we need to sort of, um, mm-hmm. break it down too much, but everything was kind of written. Um, written on the walls at, at this point. Um, I fell to Jay's team last week, which puts me at a crushing six and six uh, on the outside looking in, whereas Jay is jumped to the top of the division um, and second in the league, I think, is where you finished after last exactly week. Right. So just a huge mammoth result from him. Um, it, it, it sucks because I breaking down that game even further. Uh, I left points on the bench. That was like a big critique on on Sunday night, and and I deserve to be here. And and Jay, there's nothing wrong with the way your team played. You won, and that's sometimes all you have to do from week to week. So congrats to you. You deserve second place, um, and I deserve the horrible feeling of eighth place I've had all week. Uh, Suds, our 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 fallen compatriot at the moment, um, took a victory. Just absolutely nutted all over CD's nuts um, with a 103 to 72 win. Um, Bitch boy pulls out of his, uh, his tailspin uh, and gets a win over donkey dick 104 to 97. Um, Flacaroni and cheese forgot that there was football last week uh, and falls victim to uh, a a rampaging um, XXVIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIII
Um, 1.21 gigaguts uh, puts the killing blow on Danish's uh, the Swedish fish um, as they are officially up officially. I'm like Jay over here. They are officially. Oh, come on, guys. It's just my first time. <laughs> yeah, you're so new. You're going to get it all night, Rook. Um, uh, 1.21 gigaguts uh, takes a win over uh, Swedish Fish, who actually performed fairly well, would have beat almost every other team in the league. Actually, they would have. Um, and we were reminded of, reminded of that in our chat, um, the 390 Millionaires WhatsApp chat. Um, frankly, I do not care about those kind of complaints. They happen to everybody. Um, and so it sucks. Yeah. But Swedish, you, you gotta, you gotta draft a better team. Uh, Jigaguts is playing the same season as everybody else. And, and he pulled out a win last week. So what do you do? Uh, Jigaguts is in first, still at seven and five can miss the playoffs. There is an, uh, a scenario where that happens, but they have to be feeling very comfortable with where their their situation is. Um, their points for I think I think our second highest in the league. So um, Ryan's team, by all means, we should be seeing them uh, punching their tickets to playoffs. And uh, we go to the last game: uh, Dungeons and Dax downs Burrows the Steel by four points. Uh, which we can get into the analysis of it all. But this win, maybe more than any of the other ones, kind of resets the whole playoff atmosphere, at least for our division, but definitely for the wild card positions as well. It is it is going to be a tight race down to the finish. So just in summary, no team is better than seven and five. No team is worse than three and nine. And everybody else is in the middle. How do you like that recap, gentlemen? I love it. It's crazy because... Anyone can miss the playoffs today. Every single yep. team in our league. It, it's bananas. It is bananas. I don't. Um, Jay, you you've you've been playing uh, fantasy football. I, I think the um, uh, the least amount of time out of all, out of all of us, but still like a substantial amount of years, like five or six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to bring up how few years I've been played. I, you know, I think it's we've established uh, that I'm that I'm pretty new at this, but um, but yeah, I've, I've probably played uh, probably about five six years now. So, so I bring that up because you've got five years, Mike. I think you and I have about ten apiece, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah. I in in that time, I've never seen a season quite like this. Mm-hmm. Same. This like, is this seems to be an aberration. Yeah, absolutely. Of, epic proportions and even like like the leagues in general this year pat i know we're in another one together the uh the leatherheads that one's mm-hmm. also close but it's not close like this like i think you're ahead by at least enough games to clinch your playoffs like no one here I, is yeah there and so it, it, it's so strange i was like looking I, I was looking in in my other league of um so leatherheads i'm in first place in that one mm-hmm. i have a two-game cushion on everybody else. So I have actually made playoffs in that game. I need to win one more to get, to get the first or the, the first place overall locked in. But um, I was looking at one of my other leagues. This is um, no, my brother and my brother-in-law play in this league. And there's four teams at nine and three and everybody else is at five and seven. Jeez. Like, it's just like, wow. what? It's a weird year. Oh, it's so a weird year. So um, before we, we before we jump into the the chaos report, I would like sure. to throw it out there. Do we want to? Because uh, we got such a warm reception last week, 
throw the link into the chat and see if uh, we get a guest to hop on again. And uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I will preface it with we did give away um, a prize last week, which definitely hasn't been delivered to the winner yet. But do we want to maybe have some kind of not prize this week if someone joins? Uh, yeah, they don't get a prize this week because no. they, sh- they the fuckers probably listen to the podcast and then we're like, oh, it's a week. I'm going to get a, a free free six pack. That's not the way this works. Yeah. So um, I was thinking as a as a punishment, if they join the podcast, this is off the top of my head. Um, each of us, the three hosts today, will will write a paragraph about how terrible their fantasy football team is over the next three days every morning. Absolutely. I'm in. A paragraph each day? Yeah, so like I would do tomorrow, you would do Saturday, and Jay would do Sunday. Yeah, done. Okay. Love it. Perfect. Can't wait. Um, Well, I think this is a great way to sort of uh, jump into uh, the chaos report. Ah, I'm burning. Help me. Ah. It's total chaos. I don't know that if that'll be the soundbite next time either. You never know. Uh, guys, I just want to say uh, that this segment is sponsored by Dr. Small's Penis Reduction. Is your schlong too long? Come to Dr. Small's Chop Shop and take a little trim off Tiny Tim. Cock reductions for a price that, like your meat, can't be beat. Customers like Suds say, I feel lighter, freer, and less embarrassed. Dr. Small's at the corner of Slice and Dice. Yeah, thank you, uh... Thank you for our sponsor this week. Um, I, I've used them. Uh, um, I think they're a great service. So, um, Do we have a promo code I, for the listeners? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, it's two inches off the top. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. We are 30 years old. We are all... <laughs> these jokes are still amazing. Um, chaos Report. Okay. Uh, Jesus, that I was not expecting that. So that was fantastic. Um, Mike, I'm looking at the chaos report and the first thing it says is assumed record remaining games. Oh yeah. We can delete that. Cause that was when I was kind of doing my own ramble before the games were done. So typo, it is a typo. Um, so we have the seven championships up first, which is my division that I cover. Correct. Normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to jump into this. Um, somebody has already gone ahead and written me a nice little paragraph. So I'm, I'm just going to um, try and follow that lead. And, and here we go. Right off the top at seven and five, you have uh, Pelts and Suds tied for the division. There is, it looks like 16-ish points um, separating the two. Um, this means for this division that the path to playoffs goes through winning the division. Um, likely there won't be a wild card coming out of this spot. Um, and so Suds and Pelt being at seven and five, give, give themselves an advantage this week going into it. CD's nuts at six and six, going to be hard pressed to go uh, uh, win the division, but that's that, that kind of appears to be the, the, the best way in. Um and so uh, the path to the division to carry two teams to the playoffs is both the six and six teams outside the division losing this week. Holly and Nev 
as pelts and suds face off than the loser having to win their final game. Right. Okay. So the moving pieces start my game and Neville's name, both affect though the playoff hopes of the, uh, the seven and five teams in mm-hmm. this, in this division, Andre winning the division, he would have to win out as either pelts and suds uh, will be eight and five following this weekend. So that's like a fact. We know that that's going to happen. Yeah. If pelts beats suds, then Andre versus Mike week 14 will likely be for the division. If Andre beats Mike age, if Andre wins the division, there is likely little chance two teams make it in from seven championships. So that's kind of the scenario we're talking about is Andre. Andre wins the division. Everybody else is kind of down and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to tie it up, Mike H cannot win the division um, because he won't have enough games to reach a, the winner of this week's matchup between Suds and Mike. Um, so Mike H is eliminated and looking to play spoiler. He can still get in wild card though, right? I think uh, so. Jimmy hasn't quite done the math on that. I think he would followed Suds into penis reduction surgery, so. Uh, we don't know the exact numbers there. So he could reach seven, but I, I just don't know. Is seven going to be enough to get you in? Period. Yeah, true. Good point. So very, very interesting. So that's seven championships. Their point totals are um, definitely something that need to improve if they want to have a chance. They're not They're not totally out of it, but I mean, like you're looking at like Gertie levels of point production at this point, um, even lower than Gertie. So. Uh, you know, if that's the comparison we're making, you are in trouble. Yeah, but it's going to be um, tough sledding for any wildcard team in this division. I think the interesting thing is, I mean, obviously I hope Andre loses this weekend, but our match, my matchup with Suds is like, if Andre can win, it doesn't really matter all that much to me. I still have to beat Andre next week, even if I beat Suds. Right. For that matter, right. even if looking further ahead... I would still need to win the last week to secure the division regardless. Right. So it's, I mean, that's pretty much everyone else's spot too. So win yeah. the last two games. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to uh, two championships asterisk. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's normally my division, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Yeah. So I think it starts pretty simply. The first thing right off the top is Ryan will clinch this bitch with a win over Neville over bitch boy. Uh, he's a seven and five bitch plays six and six. So that's pretty easy math. You win one. There's only one game left. If Neville wins, things get interesting. And then with, they'll both be seven and six. And then they'll both play Curtis and Danish in the final week. Assuming they both win, Neville would likely take the division. Cause I think he's sitting, uh, already slightly ahead in points for at this time. Uh, over Ryan, only about by 20 points. I think he got hurt last week, actually. At the time of this writing, Jimmy told me he did it before the, the point totals were updated. So he's only got a 20-point cushion, so that could actually be a lot more interesting um, than we think. And, no, sorry, given the revelation of Pat Hallwell being wrong, not to bring that up because Jay did call Pat a liar this week, Um. Neville I'm would have to jump in immediately. I'm going to have to. I <laughs> questioned. I asked the question: mm. Is Pat Hallwell a liar? It was clear. Was it a question? Was there a question mark? Hundred percent. You go right back there. Check those receipts. There's a question mark. It okay. is another member of this uh, league 
who may or may not be one of the key villains of this league, who immediately piled on and just, uh, you know, you know, went ham. I was asking a question innocently uh, due to my inexperience with both chats, group chats, fantasy football mm-hmm. um, and male friendships. So I think it's just up to somebody else to to really kind of say I didn't I posited a question. And I think this this is supposed to be a safe space. Where we're allowed to do that. All right, I'll, I'll accept that as long as uh, Pat will. Um, so my uh, my counter because I because all these um, accusations were lodged while I was um, in La La Land. I was sleeping away because um, I was being attacked at four in the morning. Like, what bullshit is that? <laughs> but um, Jay, I would like to as the sort of um, you discovered the error, correct? Well, uh, Mike Pelt, in fact, was the one who kind of uh, uh, yeah. brought new information mm-hmm. to light. So where did you get – so, so Mike, that's fine. Mike's here to, to speak about it. Where did you find the information? The same page, I think. I think I screenshotted it, actually. You yeah, just I, had think to, so. I think so. It, so sir, go ahead. You just had to expand the division tiebreak kind of bracket or point? The, the same page. The same page as what? That where I think you got your information because you kind of screenshotted the same thing earlier. Yeah. So the link I posted a little bit further down said divisional championship tie. The link I posted. Can you not hear us, or are you trying to do a dramatic effect? The link I posted. Okay, I think it's dramatic effect. Yeah, was actually where the information was. What was found to be correct so by the principle of transitive properties i am still correct because it was the link that i posted i'm so confused yeah, he, he could definitely hear us before um <laughs> but what you said on the like... podcast last week wasn't correct 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 but then when I posted that link, I said, okay, okay. Just so, just so people don't think I'm lying. I posted the link and at the very end of the day, I did provide the correct and true information. So I am not a liar, your honor. I'll accept it. Yeah. That's, that answers my question. Thank you. Can I get that? Uh, can I get a, that applause? Uh, yeah, Sound absolutely. Effect. No, hundred percent. Ready to go. The link that I posted. The link that I posted. <laughs> the link that he posted. I feel vindicated. Moving on. It's been a great two championships asterisk uh, discussion. So um, to circle all that back, if Neville wins out, which we're assuming under the scenario. He will win the division regardless of points total because of his division record, which we now know is the tiebreaker. He's currently 4-0 in the division. So, these games could also go a long way for the wild card, though. Because if Neville loses this week, he's going to be 6-7, and seven, and that could keep him from the playoffs entirely, which would be kind of great, given he started 5-0. and oh. And he will not control his own destiny. He'd need... Suds or myself to lose out and then a win in the final week to make it in based on his record and points total. Even then, again, there's too many scenarios for us to necessarily go over 
you would probably have to beat you or Andre in a tiebreak as well under that scenario. You being me? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. The six and six teams. For, just for our podcast listeners, mm-hmm. I know we're, uh, we're live right now. You're right. YouTube, so. I just, Jay's such a rook, sometimes I forget he's there, you know? I get it. So, and uh, we'll we'll sum it up with Ryan should be in the playoffs. I think it is a pretty historic meltdown if he's not given his points total, in which case, God help us all. And uh, as everyone here expected, Curtis and Danish are eliminated from playoff contention. Was, um yeah, this was the first division chosen in terms of people, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Neville did pretty well to get both Danish and Curtis in there. The irony um, is, sorry, the irony is while the divisions played out like we thought it would, if you look at the points totals, it's like crazy. You wonder, and I'm not going to do the math, maybe Jimmy can, but if you switch these divisions around and matchups around, where would Curtis and Danish lie? 100%. This is this is the the phenomenon in fantasy football where it's just like, oh, I have the third most points in the league and guess what? I'm not in playoffs. Like um I think we've all had a team that has sort of fallen victim to that. I mean, I would say the opposite is true this season for me if I win out. Um that I had a team that generally underperformed um but still made playoffs kind of seeing the inverse of that. Mm-hmm. Um can I posit? Can I posit a question to the podcast hosts and the podcast at large? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. As we look at our uh, power rankings for next season, I think we've kind of got some general sweeping notions coming um, coming to or solidifying themselves. Uh, who is the weaker player, Curtis or Danish, at this point in their career? Well, I would say Danish because um, he doesn't do anything. And so he had, you know, like a like an average draft, maybe like I don't, you know, but he, but he just doesn't do anything. And so so Curtis has made some moves. Curtis has certainly been beset by, uh, you know, um, uh, injuries. And otherwise, we've looked at Curtis matchups a couple of times and said, oh, man, if he if he just had, you know, the team that he actually drafted, he'd be in better position. Um, so, uh, in my opinion, uh, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like what's your, what's your take? That's pretty much my take. I think I said it before. Danish is kind of gone inactive. He made some questionable non-waiver moves earlier in the year when he needed a quarterback, when his top guys went down, he didn't even put a bid in. Is that inactivity? Is that not caring? Is that him just thinking he drafted a team that's going to be a winner? I don't know. But he's sitting here with 90 fab dollars going into the playoffs, and that's got to sting a little bit, I think. I think Curtis, when I look at his roster, was drafted pretty strong, and his quarterbacks might have been his weak point, but they've actually been pretty good. Um, so I think injuries killed him. Henry, like, legit took his team out, which you could say maybe he needs to be a better fantasy player and back that up with some insurance, but it's a rough go. Uh, um. I think that's a fantastic point that you make about Danish's team. We look at it. Uh, you've included, um, as of this taping, um, it, you've included the the total fantasy moves he's done to his roster. He has four moves. Mm-hmm. He's done four transactions this entire season. That's too little. 
Like yeah. you've got to be more active than that. Um, yeah, I think me and you, Hallwell, fifty-four. You're uh, leading the league, and I'm forty behind. Yeah, you. I. Um, That's and I, Hallwell I, runs through like three or four pickup and drops every single Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Jay, who's who's sitting here with the rings? Well, yeah, I've only been playing a couple of years, so I'll, that's all I'm saying. I mean, someone, one of us is in second, one of us is in eighth. So new bitch. <laughs> um, okay, but so just to just to have this this conversation though, I think I think Curtis is making a strong claim as being. Um, this isn't my opinion, but this is something that I've been hearing. Oh wow, in, mystery in, source in the league um, that Curtis, uh, his trades are not, um, they're not good for him. Today, you're you were hearing this. I am hearing this. Yeah. You it, are, he- you are hearing this. Yes. This isn't because my, I, like I've traded with Curtis. I thought uh-huh. the deal that Curtis and I did was, was fair. I think Mike would have the same opinion about the trade that he and he and Curtis completed, but obviously we have a bias in that. Mm-hmm. For those that weren't included, is Curtis a good? The question of his negotiating skills is coming into question here, and I, I think it's a fair question because he sits currently 11th in the league, having traded away Stephon Diggs, uh, Jalen Waddle, um, Chase Edmonds. Uh, did he trade? He didn't. Um, who else? How many other trades was he involved in? But I mean, like those three players are like yeah. starters are on, on most teams. I didn't right? realize that we took a left turn down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, that was right after uh, Flashback Avenue. Um, counterpoint. Am I doing this wrong in my podcasting? No, no, it's great. I love it. Counterpoint to that, though, I would in in my thought on Curtis would be you look at his wide receivers today because the two that stand out to me there are Diggs and. Waddle, but he's yep. still got Evans, Claypool, and Hopkins, right? So I think I would say in both those scenarios, in both your trade, you traded, who did you trade him? Justin Fields. And Justin I traded Fields. him some running backs. So I think he was trying to leverage his wide receivers to improve other parts of his team. That's what I see it more as. I think I, I can agree he lost out on most of those deals. But what I will say, at least he's trying. Hundred percent. It's all we can make and maybe, deals, and maybe that's ultimately what it comes down to. The engaged player, um, we can always give the benefit of the doubt, but the the player that doesn't uh, stand up for themselves, stand up for the players that are on their team. It's like, and then to have the gall to come in and complain about playing the, the right. high scoring team last week just just rubbed me the wrong way. But enough, mm-hmm. enough. Let, let's get back on the highway. The highway. Last, of the sorry. Playoffs. Last oh. point. Andre brought this up a couple years ago, and I was severely against it that last place could potentially get booted from the league because I think we had a 13th of the time. I don't know if that was Jay when Patty Mack was in the league. So that idea was floated out there. I'm starting to feel like I'm more and more okay with that. I'm, I'm totally in favor of this. Like, and then like you take a league a year from the league. <laughs> a year from the league. You got to sit out. Yeah. Emotion. It would be a lot of emotion. Um, Ooh, baby. And I, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm not sure my emotions could handle it, but. Um, and we've got the farm the league. Final. We could have the winner, the highest ranked farm league, who's not in 390 oh. millionaires. <laughs> How Jesus. fun would that be? 
That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Um, obviously, that doesn't exist, but no. maybe it's something we could. Uh, hey, the farm league exists. You're just not in it anymore. Oh, that's right. I haven't been in it for a while. Um, let's get to this last division because, Lordy Lord, I've been chit chatting a lot. Two championships. Jay, give us the rundown. This one's interesting. I mean, we've got second, third, and fourth place in this division. It's real tight. And, of course, we've got uh, Hallwell sitting eighth. Um, uh, he can strike. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think the big thing here, the pull away, is uh, Nolan and I have a big matchup. Um, whoever of us wins uh, will continue to control their own destiny. Um, if, if either of us can win out, we'll win the division and we're aces. Um, that said, if um, Gertie beats Holly this week, then Holly's uh, looking very dire uh, and essentially be eliminated from playoffs. Um, and then Gertie and I playing in the final week will probably be for the division, especially if I can get the win. If Holly wins out, uh, all bets are off. Everything's uh, up in the air. We have a fairly close um, points for score across uh, uh, all four teams. And as Holly pointed out in last podcast, he and I both have a three and one um, in division record. So if either of us were to kind of win, um, go one and one or go two and oh, we're in a pretty good position for uh, – uh, the other um, getting that uh, initial tiebreaker. So very exciting. A lot can happen. I think, I don't know if it's possible for all four teams to make the playoffs, given the facts that we're going to need some wins and losses from other seven and five teams in other divisions. But I think if there's one division that could send at least three, if not four teams to the playoffs, this is the division that could do it. A, a four team playoff division would be insane. Just insane. I would put aside any and all grudges just to sort of like celebrate the fact that it was a gauntlet to get to get there. And I think I think there should be some some shame from the other the other divisions and the players that didn't make the mm-hmm. playoffs mm-hmm. in those division. If one complete division makes playoffs. I love this new this is the first year where we've had the the triple division. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we were yeah. in quad division last year and. Um, I'm kind of enjoying the the absolute chaos that this 100%. this last little bit is going to be. Um, so it's uh, very very exciting. I I don't yeah. think all four can make it. If I mm. because Hallwell, if you beat Gertie this week, which what you pretty much need to to make it, I I think that puts Gertie's chances at probably about five percent given his points four total. Hmm. That's the yeah, only the issue. Points four might be the thing that do it, and then it would all come down to if you or Nolan win this week, Jay. At that mm-hmm. point, I think. But man, yeah, it's literally no one is out of it. No one is in it at this point, which is wild. With two weeks left, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you. Like I'm sitting second place, and I'm pretty surprised to be there right now. And I have, I, I feel no comfort. Um, being sitting second place, like even with a decent uh, points total, like I just mm-hmm. feel no comfort whatsoever with two weeks left. Not to mention that's a buy. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, you're in the semis in this chaos of a year, and mm-hmm. everyone's within a game right now. Oof. Just crazy. So if the stars were to align with all the divisions and everything that we see, this is the chaos prophecy of the week 
<laughs> oh, chaos. You never know what sound bite you're going to get. Yeah, nice. Nice. Okay. So here is what happens in the Chaos Prophecy of the Week. I beat Gertie. Nolan beats Jay. Neville beats Ryan. Suds beats Pelts. And Andre beats Mike H. This would result in having seven teams at seven and six and two at eight and five, which would mean everyone is still in it aside from, because I'm counting eight teams at that point. You wouldn't have Danish. You wouldn't have Curtis. You wouldn't have Mike H. And you wouldn't have. No, that's nine. Seven plus two is nine. Seven plus two is nine. You're yeah. correct. The math checks out. Um, so in the going into the final week, week 14, you'd have Pelts versus Andre, Holly versus Nolan, Jay versus Gertie in win and in scenarios. The note says, what a season. Insanity. Absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any final thoughts as we move on to our, our next section? Not really. Cause I don't no. know what the fuck we've covered happen. it. <laughs> we beat it to death. Our waiver wire fab. What's going on there, Mike? Actually, just before Mike jumps in on that, speaking of money for feeling a little bit better about what you've got, this segment is sponsored by Ace Ventures PI. Are you worried that the mother of your recent child is saying hello to too many other fantasy football managers? Enlist Ace Ventures PI to get to the bottom of the hellos and goodbyes surrounding your wife. Get to your wife's bottom with Ace Ventures. Promo code Rachel. I did not know we were going to have so many sponsors this week. We've been, this podcast has been blowing up. That's crazy. Ooh. Good for us. Clearly read that Good. nine listeners wrong. Must have been a lot more than that. <laughs> more like 90. More like 9K. Um, <laughs> more like 9K. Uh, Mike, why don't I throw it to you for the waiver wire? Yeah, the waiver wire, um, when we look at the fab this week, was pretty, pretty lackluster. I mean, we had, what, two, four five guys go um russell gage at wide receiver going to yourself hallwell good pickup there i think against tampa in a game flow sorry i don't know why i thought that was hollow uh probably because my name's in it that's literally why sorry jay you picked up russell gage i like that pickup six bucks easy peasy danish could have spent 90 and uh didn't do it so you sure didn't no and then CD's Nuts is uh, hoping Arizona playing up. Who they got this weekend? They're on uh, Chicago. Hoping that they can uh, put up some points on the defensive side. is oh, Big, big $0 waiver there. Uh, Mike Glennon, which was late news actually last Tuesday night. Late news came out that DJ may not start. And I remember just thinking, oh, well, you break news in this chat all the time. If you break Tuesday late, Tuesday late night news that Glennon may start, for DJ, I was not going to be a happy camper given I play Suds this week. So happy oh. that he didn't go to Suds and Ryan uh, got him with, for six bucks. And uh, Jay, you're here again. You're just making noise on the segment, making noise on the episode. Absolutely. Indianapolis, $2. Uh, Big spender. Oh, playing Houston, though. So you only think Absolutely. good things can happen there. And then the big, big win of the week. Oh, who else? It's Jay. 
Here he is actually again. a big, big win of last week, if you check those dates. Yeah, so we're just going to, uh, well, we didn't cover last week, so here we are. Big, big win of last week. How'd that feel? Was, your, was your $17 worth it, Jay? Well, um, so some of us who have a large fab budget still hanging around are, are saying, okay, well, I know that I need some insurance at the RB, so I'll just spend to make sure that I'm going to get what you know the waiver wire pickup of the week is. I didn't have a lot of faith uh, in, in Ty Johnson going into the week, um, uh, though my $17 would suggest otherwise. Uh, and I was right to have not a lot of faith, and I was wrong to have spent $17 because Ty Johnson didn't do shit. <laughs> Fair. Great answer. And then in terms of uh, just you know your, way, your usual waiver pickups, Gertie picked up three quarterbacks. Apparently he's trying to keep all the backup quarterbacks on his roster. He got Drew Locke, Simeon, and there was another one. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I can actually shed some uh, uh, Minshew. I can shed some light on Minshew, this. Uh, yeah. there, was the, there was a reply, the report that uh, J- Jalen Hurts is going to miss uh, this weekend's game with that sprained ankle, and I think he was ah. trying to block me out. Holy smokes. Trying to block you. you. The, yeah, yeah. Block, yeah. block me out with a, a replacement quarterback because uh, Cam Newton's on by this week, so. Um, lots of stuff going on. Um, can you guys hear my dogs? My dogs are going. Bananas. Oh, it's oh, yeah. your dogs. Yeah, we can hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I thought that was the next ad segment, but clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, I won't go um, through all these these transactions here. I will. You know, we, we've spoken a lot about collusion. Um, I was texting <laughs> Gertie today about how Andre was an idiot for not picking up Colt McCoy at this point, and then to literally 20 minutes after I texted Gertie this, Andre picked him up. So it feels like a little bit of, little bit of collusion, a little bit of friendly nudge nudge happening there. But you know, <laughs> if people don't want to play ethically, you know, that's on them. That's you know they have to live with themselves. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So I'll kind of open it up here. Anything that stood out to you guys amongst these uh, free agent ads that I'm not really diving into. Um, if I can, uh, if I can toot my own horn here, um, I picked up the Rams defense off the waiver wire on Sunday. I don't see it on our list here, but I thought that was like a pretty solid pickup. Yeah, um, totally. You, you, you're choosing to toot your horn over picking up a D. Well, the Rams D, I, right. which I feel like is a premier unit in the league. I think we've been led to believe that. I don't think that that's necessarily true. No, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. Um, I will say, I think um, I shed a tear for uh, the namesake of Liv McCaffrey or Die Hard being dropped. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's obviously it's the right call. It's it's, it's an important thing to do. He's not going to play for the rest of the season. It's, it's but um, yeah, I turned on some Enya and uh, and I shed a tear with a glass of red wine when I saw that happen. Been a uh, been a tough little road with mm. uh, with having McCaffrey on my team, and I can get into that as we segue into our next section of injuries so i guess wow, we've, what a great segue great great segue but i guess we finally know the riddle that is your name it's die hard not live mccaffrey oh mm, nice somebody's changing their shit that's awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah so injuries we uh we found out um this week after what seemed to be a, a pretty harmless injury probably a week or two mm-hmm. uh originally it was to be thought um turned into a season ending um 
ankle injury, leg injury for Christian McCaffrey. Um, I have had Christian McCaffrey on my team the last two years. Both both years have been marred by uh, IR designations late in the season. So um, pretty frustrating. Uh, can't help but think what my season would look like if I had a healthy McCaffrey um, having a few games lo- being lost by like under five points. Uh, um feels like it just is one of those years where it's not meant to be. Um, so definitely unfortunate. Uh, confidence level in the team definitely uh, takes a hit with this. McCaffrey, McCaffrey is a game changer, but uh, he is going through a period in his career right now where he cannot stay on the field. And that is, um, that is big news in terms of draft capital next season. Do we still think CMC is a first rounder? Do we think he's potentially fallen out of the first round? Is he a second rounder? I can't imagine he would drop further than that, but um, big news. Uh, Jay, you're dealing with your own injury problem um, with Dalvin Cook. Uh, a torn labrum, is that what I Yeah, read? torn labrum. He dislocated his shoulder and in the process tore the labrum. He had a pretty similar injury happen actually like last year, and so he only missed a couple of weeks with that. And so the, the hope is um, he's not on IR yet. Uh, the hope is that he's back within a couple of weeks, um, certainly for the, the fantasy playoffs, which would be ideal. Has that been confirmed? Uh, didn't Zimmer come out yesterday the day before and said he didn't tear his lay room? And I was like, well, all my boys mm-hmm. in Twitter t- uh, tweeted it, and now you're saying he didn't do this shit, Zimmer? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, 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 read, I read that too. And, like, let's not, let's not forget that, like, Dalvin Cook has like a weird off the field um, allegation against mm. him um, mm. with that with that officer um, or that military officer in, in in the states or member. I, I shouldn't put rank on uh, yeah. a person I'm not sure of, but um, probably yeah. Just I'm not sure. Dal- Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook may um, may not. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with that situation. So. Um, but Jay, you made a fantastic trade earlier in the season with myself um, to get um, Dalvin Cook's backup, uh, Alexander Madison. Madison slots in as like a top five running back the rest of the way mm-hmm. um, it, for as long as Dalvin's out. Um, we had I, I would be I would be the absolute loser of that trade if the news of DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. not being ready mm-hmm. for this week um, didn't uh, can't, didn't come out um, as Jamal Williams the. The other piece of that Alexander Madison trade um, gets promoted to second second RB two status on on my team, and uh, mm-hmm. he's ready to go. So I'm feeling I'm feeling thankful for that um, um, for that result. But um, we have no Alvin Kamara playing tonight. He was deactivated earlier today. Um, I assume he's going to be back next week, or else it doesn't make any sense as to why the Saints didn't put him on the IR. Um, yeah. we have the Derrick Henry not being around. Um, what other, what other running backs are we, are we missing here? Um, I mean, the Aaron Jones injury from last, yeah, last week, like he was, uh, it didn't look like he was, he was full go quite yet, still healthy, but, um, it's just, it's just been, I, I saw this wonderful picture on Twitter of just like an absolute butchering of if you pretty much, if you made a pick, a pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. And that um, they weren't uh, they weren't named Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you got you got screwed over by injuries mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, I think Jay, good on you for trading for Madison. I was I'm perplexed slash happy 
in two other leagues, I was just sitting on Madison because the Cook owners didn't take them. And actually, <clears throat> another league I'm in, which is a keeper league, Madison was sitting on the wire like four weeks ago. Actually? And I was just like, okay, I just sniped him and put him on my bench, and now he's going to start this week for me. Like, I don't understand. If you have Dalvin Cook, I have him in one league that I'm in with you, Pat, and like, I have, I drafted Madison. Like, yeah. Obviously, Jay didn't draft Madison, but he corrected that and got him. Like, you, Cook is an injury away from Madison becoming an RB1. Well, and I think that's the the surprising thing to me is if if you if you if you took all let's say there were no injuries in the league right now, is okay. Well, you know, have a handcuff or two out there. We saw a situation in Chicago, right, where Montgomery goes down. You say, okay, oh, okay, it's it's, it's going to be Daryl Williams. Oh, well, and and it's going to be and Herbert's going to mix in. Mm-hmm. There's so few true just number one backups who are going to be bell cow backups and madison is one of them yeah right like there's you know pollard would be another one if zeke got hurt pollard obviously has become kind of an rb 1.5 anyways but if zeke got hurt pollard's one of those guys he's just he's the bell cow back if that number one gets hurt there's no backfield split or anything there's so few of them madison is one so um and certainly it will be jamal williams in detroit will be the case as well he'll be a bell cow back with swift out so yeah it's crazy to me to hear that madison's sitting on the wire or 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 people weren't scooping him because he's 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 one of yeah again a handful of guys who will own the backfield if the number one um rb for that team goes down I, I, if we go big picture here, I wonder what next season's draft rankings will see. Um, those true RB1 handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if you'll see them push into like that higher range of like maybe sixth, maybe fifth round running backs of like Madison. Madison is going to like um, he's already put up two 20 point games this yeah. season, um, if I recall. And like, <laughs> I think we fully expect that this weekend. Um at Jamal Williams, I'm I, I don't expect a twenty point game, but like I think of AJ Dillon as well as mm-hmm. a, like fitting that mold, and um, I don't know. Like I, I think I think if you want to sort of see some trends, I think that back that handcuff yeah. running back going to be quite high next year when we go to draft season. So I think you um, see the kind of Tevin Coleman, Devonta Freeman that we saw a couple of years ago in Atlanta. Both those guys <laughs> went. Like, not top, top, but both of them went kind of middling rounds. Like you said, fifth or sixth for probably the second guy. I think you'll yeah. see a lot more of that next yeah. year. I think I think that's exactly exactly what we're in store for. Um, we had some just wonderful news come out today, uh, reaffirming how dumb some NFL players are. Um, Antonio Brown, never really been a, uh, a favorite of this podcast, um, suspended for three games. Um while he's dealing with an injury. So it's kind of curious that Antonio Brown came out red hot at the beginning of the season, um, got injured, has been bench ridden ever since. And now we'll be sitting on the pine because of his uh, off the field antics, which uh, has been revealed that he faked his vaccination records. Um, Yeah. I think we can just go ahead and say that Antonio Brown, you're a piece of shit and um, we can move on. Um, Alan Robinson, uh, you are not practicing today, so it, it does seem like a little bit of a far cry for you to suit up uh, come uh, come this weekend. So uh, you will be down and out. Um, I don't know what other injuries there are. Is there any anything else that I'm forgetting, gentlemen? I think you have uh, DJ. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Daniel Jones may not start for the Giants. Um, other than that, nothing hugely sticks out to me in terms of you know big swing injuries. <laughs> Okay. 
Um, I don't see a source. Do we have no mystery source today? I think he disappears, or he or she, sorry, um, dis- oh, disappears. Oh, you with, slipped up. You slipped up <laughs> with the uh, with the trade deadline. I don't know, but didn't get yeah, any well, packages you know on my doorstep this week. I I bet the source is um, creating a fraudulent um, vaccination document as we speak. So that's probably where they are. <laughs> so the source is Antonio Brown. Oh, God. I wish at least I'd be able to stand that person then. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, predictions because this I, I look at the clock and, and we've been going a, a little bit long on this. So um, mm-hmm. our predictions, our record as of December 2nd, um, we have Van Pelt at uh, 30 and 24. Uh, I am following up right behind at 29 and 25. Suds is 24 and 30 and Guest is 19, 14. So this is turning pretty much into a, a one horse race. Or two horse race, sorry. Um, I'm not really sure. Suds's numbers are are, are going to take a hit here. The guest has a, a pretty solid winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe we go by winning percentage uh, moving forward to declare the winner this season. Um, which definitely won't be Suds. He's eliminated. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. So we got. Uh, let's do our let's do our matchups this week and let's uh, let's take this podcast all the way home. Um, Jay, I'm going to throw it to you first. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to give us the lowdown on Andre versus Mike H. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one's interesting. Uh, again, we've talked in the last podcast about the uh, the fall from grace for our commissioner, who over the course of a couple of weeks, as he mentioned in the group chat, um, went from kind of hovering around first and second to just plummeting uh, down to ninth. So he's at a 500 team. He's playing off against uh, your brother. And, and I think in the end, uh, to me, it comes down to what I think the um, QBs can do. Um, Andre is going to trot out a hopefully, uh, certainly practicing and hopefully playing Kyler Murray along with Derek Carr, while um, Mike H is going to be relying on on Heineke and Roethlisberger again. And I think that's where the the things tip for me. Mike H has got Godwin and McLaurin and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore's come on. Godwin's had some terrible kind of, you know, just overall luck, I would say, as far as kind of getting the ball. McLaurin is living with Heineke as his QB. Um, on the other side of the uh, thing, we've got CeeDee Lamb, Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, Marquise Brown. So I think probably a slight edge to a Mike H in that one. But then uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, who could go off and will kind of, you know, keep it secret for everyone who's watching the game, whether he is doing that or not. And then he's got he's CEH, not. he's got Edwards Hilaire, um, who's, you know, had a, a tough go with a, a KC offense that hasn't been great. And on the other side of the ball, uh, Andre is trotting out Najee Harris, who had his first like real bummer of a game last week, and I expect we'll probably get some rebound, um, even though he's going against the uh, Baltimore defense. And then uh, Devonta Freeman, um, for um, Baltimore, the tight ends match up relatively well. Kelsey for uh, Mike H is obviously kind of the winner, but Mark Andrews can ball out any given time. Um, so again, I think pretty even. Um, uh, you know, it's a ninth versus tenth round, but I'm going to give this one to Andre again, just on the strength of the QBs. Great stuff. Yeah, we both contradict you on that. Both Hallwell and I have uh, Mike H. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry that you're Which wrong. 
Well, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Like I say, it's just about a coin toss in the end, in, in my opinion, but we'll see where it lands. Um, Mike, you're going to break us down on why everyone thinks that I'm going to win over Gertie. <laughs> Gertie versus Hallwall. Let me pull up little notesy notes here. Um, you know, I think this matchup, it's just classic underdog versus favorite. And I'll let you figure out who's the favorite and who's the underdog here as we go through it. Um, Hallwell, it's going to go back to what Jay just said about quarterbacks for me. And I look at this matchup, I've got Stafford and Hurts. If Hurts goes, I think Hawley's got, you know, the win there. Tua's been hot. Burrow's been solid. I don't know if to the Giants' defense is a little bit underrated. If you looked at some of the games they've played this year, they've they've kept it relatively tight versus the Chiefs. I think they played Tampa a little bit tough on Monday night. Um, I don't know if Tua's going to see a ton of success there. And I think Burrow, again, against... Uh, the Chargers might also have a little bit of struggles against, you know, a pretty decent defense. Uh, when I look at the receivers, I definitely side with uh, Hawley here with uh, Deontay Johnson, Brendan Ayuka, and Jerry Judy up against Higgins, Kirk, and Jennings. Uh, Gertie, had, Gertie and I had a chat today about Jennings, actually. I think it's a good play. The only reason he was able to pick him up was because uh, there was no way in hell I would put a fourth San Francisco 49er on my roster. I actually think it's a good play and I wanted to do it. I was just like, I can't, I can't. Cause if they bust my matchup screwed with Jimmy G and, and company there. So I think that's an okay play running backs. Uh, Taylor is Taylor crazy with his projections, 19 points. They're really jumping those up now. Um, but you've got Eckler Holly. And I think you're actually Williams is a better play um, over Gordon here. And then when I look at tight end, Schultz is playing right now. He's got a decent game halfway through. Looks like he'll put a good floor. But I think you have a little better ceiling possibly with uh, Fearmuth in Pittsburgh. So I'm giving this one to Holly. As you said, we all predicted you to win. Uh, I think you're going to take this one. But I think it'll be a little bit closer than the projections got at 125 to 111 right now. Uh, unfortunately, that is always the case. I think at, at one point versus my match last week against Jay, I was in the the 130s and i barely cracked 90 points against them so mm-hmm. um pr- predictions uh cannot be um taken as gospel unfortunately as much as i would like them to be um because if that was the case i'm sure i'd have a lot more wins uh but that great analysis uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna return the favor as you play uh uh suds this week um i like how we do the breakdowns now with uh, by viewing it from court by each position um, in your matchup, you definitely have the, uh, the advantage with Garoppolo and Bridgewater versus Suds is, uh, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. So both, um, uh, both New York quarterbacks for Suds, uh, Zach Wilson has struggled mightily this season. Daniel Jones apparently got in a limited practice today, but, um, yeah, definite, definite concern over, um, his availability. If he isn't able to go, it does not look like Suds has a, uh, a replacement quarterback on the roster. So you'd have to fill it in with uh, potentially OBJ. Uh, I think he's kind of just waiting um, to see what happens with Daniel Jones uh, because he does have the early game on Sunday. So we will, we will know um, what's that, uh, what's happening there. Uh, wide receivers. Um, it, it honestly a great matchup as, uh, as Mike, you have Jefferson Diggs and AJ green and, um, Suds is putting up uh, Cooper Cup, Devontae Smith, and uh, Amari Cooper. Um, while you have Justin Jefferson, who has been an absolute stud week in, week out this season, 
and Stefan Diggs, who can be a top five uh, wide receiver any week. I almost give the advantage to Cooper Cup, Devontae Smith, and Amari Cooper. Um, I just like the consistency across the board there. Um, at running back, we have Alex Collins and Elijah Mitchell for you, Mike. And uh, for Suds, we have uh, Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard. I'm going to give the edge once again to um, to Suds. I do like I, I, I'm a big Barkley stan. Um, and, and that might be my own undoing as I have them in probably too many leagues. Uh, but I think Barkley goes um, goes pretty big this weekend, um, or at least I hope for my own sake. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, we talked about him on Sunday, but an absolute stud. Uh, and Tony Pollard, as uh, we're recording this, does only have about nine yards. So that could be uh, a huge, um, huge impact as the weekend moves on. Um, tight end, uh, this goes to you. You got Kittle versus Gronk. Gronk, I think, is um, amazing, but he could be injured at any point during the game. So it's never, yeah. never a full um, a guarantee that he's going to finish. Um, at flex, uh, he Suds has Corey Davis, and you have Josh Reynolds, which is a, a tough look if you ask me. Um, I look at your bench, and you're just ravaged by buys okay. and, and Calvin Ridley's. Uh, disappearance your wide receivers would be insane if calvin ridley was playing actually i know um so um i'm gonna give it to suds i'm hoping if suds is able to put in obj uh to take out Corey davis um i think i think he he has the edge but um so far with amari cooper and tony pollard both playing today um the projection seems to be going in your favor so uh mm-hmm. um yeah, I've got uh, I've got Suds taking the win. Jay has Suds taking the win, but you've got yourself winning. I respect that. Always always bet on yourself. Uh, yeah, and that's my analysis. I think just we'll go. so sorry, just to jump in a bit on the the flex spot. I've I've toyed with who I had Deshaun Jackson. I dropped him today for Josh Reynolds. You know, you see that first indicator beside the Vikings. They're going with the most fantasy points, the wide receiver. But then you think of Detroit. Josh Reynolds came back. He's got a connection with Goff. I'm just, my flex is a prayer, to your point. My bench is a savage right now, and I just, I'm hoping for something. I just want to touch down. That's it. Let's find out if there is a God. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> bet it all on Josh Reynolds. Let's let's end that argument once and for all. Um, Jay, you, you're going to give us the lowdown on the most unimportant matchup of the week with Curtis and Danish. This I will say this does kind of feel like uh, you know obviously I'm a newbie a uh, little bit of a little bit of razin a little bit of, uh, of hazing of the new guy so I get it I understand that's that's fine um, so yeah I'll I'll treat it you know like it's serious like it's for real um, we have Curtis against Danish um, listen. Uh, you don't have to fill your positions before there are games. I get it, right? I get it. Um, but who's surprised that when I look at this matchup, um, Danish still has um, Debo uh, in the uh, the slot in wide receiver. Uh, he's not going to play this week. And, and, and Curtis doesn't even have a defense. So, uh, you know... I'm pulling at strings here. I'm assuming that we're going to have some, some changes um, in our lineups. But, um, you know... I'll try my best here. Um, so Danish assumably puts in, he doesn't even have a wide receiver that's going to play right now. He's got an empty God bench spot. Um, 
so he can go grab some wide receiver off the off the waiver wire that's still there. So Evans, Claypool, and and Van Jefferson by Curtis takes that. That's no problem. Um, now, interestingly, uh, and we talked about this last week, Danish has Joe Mixon, who must just feel like shit being on Danish's team, um, and Antonio Gibson in his RBs, which is a very nice one-two punch for the RB situation. Whereas right now, Curtis has Gaskin and oddly enough Moss, um, who may or may not. Uh, be a healthy scratch through the rest of the season. So I'm going to assume that he's going to maybe throw away. Uh, let's see. Who's he going to throw in there? Oh, maybe he'll, he'll throw in Breda. He'll put in um, the new Moss, which is Breda. And so obviously that's going to go to Danish. Tight end is going to be interesting. Goddard, I think, will have a good game against the Jets. Kyle Pitts, no one can know. And they're playing against the Bucks, so that could be a little bit rough. Um, flex spot, let's not even talk about it. And it comes to QBs. You have Mahomes, who's been an underperformer all season long, and Matt Ryan for Danish against Mac Jones, who, of course, with New England uh, surging with wins, uh, playing very well under Belichick, along with Kirk Cousins, who's kind of your stable 20 points every single week, no more, no less. Probably give that to Curtis, maybe, because I just don't see Mahomes doing much, even though Denver is not very fun. But Denver's not going to, they're going to have like four plays all game long. In the end, um, I think I'm going to uh, uh, not care. I think, I think that's best. Yeah. I think that's best. Uh, Mike, give us uh, Ryan versus Neville. Just getting over what a shit show this is. The two bottom feeders can't even complete a goddamn lineup by thursday night mm. just just deserved man They're... they should just bench everyone and play like mac jones versus patrick mahomes and see who wins like just for the fucking hell of it at this point that would be fun yeah. a lot funner than their current matchup yeah exactly all right sorry bitch boy and uh jiga guts for the division for the crown um of two championships asterisks so I think this is actually a pretty good matchup. I look at the QBs, and it's not such a good matchup. Lamar Jackson for Neville, obviously good. He's playing Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill, sorry. In, uh, but he's doing okay right now. As much as we uh, may have slandered him in the chat, and I may have said that was shit, he's put up a respectable 14 points. So I guess a broken clock's right twice a day is all I can say on that one. Um, no other explanation. But I still want to point out that he gave up all that those players for Trevor Lawrence, who he's not even going to start when he needs to win the most. So <laughs> great job, Neville. We're very proud of you. Um, sorry, segued a little bit there to taking a shot at Neville, but let's get back to it. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, Ryan's got Metcalf, Thielen, and Beasley up against Chase, Hill, and Williams. I think that's pretty tight across the board. I'm going to give it to Neville with uh, Chase, Hill, and Williams slightly. I think it's a little more higher floor there. I think Beasley could be very boomer bust for Ryan in the wide receiver three spot. Running backs, Jacobs and Connor. I love what Connor's doing in Arizona for Ryan, so I think that's solid. Um, Neville's got a couple cues beside Robinson and Henderson, and we know what that means. It's almost like having clouds beside you. Not good. Not good. Not good. Tight end, Ertz versus Thomas. As Jay said in the flex last matchup, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, let's look at the flex. Fournette versus Javante Williams. I think Fournette's projection's a little high, personally. 14 versus Williams, 7. I think Williams has looked pretty good. I think the Kansas City defense has been not great. 
I think that'll be a little closer than we think. So, all in all, I'm giving this one to Ryan for the only reason of quarterbacks. I think he beats him there. I think this will be tight. It's projected to be a one-point game at the moment. But I'm going Ryan, and I think we've got... Jay, you're the only one that took Neville. Um, Do you want to walk us through why you think Neville's winning this one? Yeah, I think in the end, it was kind of just uh, bucking the trend a little bit. Um, I think Neville has uh, suffered. Um, I think I look at Russell Wilson and that 20 projection. I think Russell Wilson just hasn't looked quite the same. Also, I hate Cole Beasley as a person. Um, so, you know, uh, Fournette's a big deal. I like it. I just think that it's, it's time, um, for, for bitch boy to, uh, to, to settle down and, and lose a little bit of that bitchiness. Um, as we, as the, the analysis is happening, um, Taysom Hill actually just had the, the ball for the uh, New Orleans Saints and, um, it wasn't pretty. Lots of runs. So fantasy points coming that way, but he had three throws in a row that hit the turf at, mm-hmm. at his receivers. So uh, just not good quarterbacking going on, but quarter and a half left. I mean, Taysom can still fall into the end zone and, and, and get the points that way, but, uh, not confident. Looking like Cam Newton out there. Oh man, I was you. just about to make that same call. Oh, that's why I'll beat you to it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Uh, last matchup of the uh, the week. It's coming down to uh, Jay versus Nolan. Um, I can't believe it's not Howell versus Dungeons and Zach. Um, quarterback wise, Herbert and Carson Wentz uh, for UJ versus Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. Absolute studs all around. Herbert can can pop off for thirty. Carson Wentz has been a steady producer all season. Uh, I would know. I drafted him. Um, Dak Prescott and Tom Brady are our top 10 quarterbacks. Dak is having a little bit of an off night, but he is getting the ball here right now. So he could he could go for 70 and a touchdown on this next drive. Um, I think I am going to give the edge to quarterback for, for Nolan, but it's not. It can't be the deciding factor in this matchup. Keenan Allen, Robert Bateman. Um, not Robert Bateman, Rashad Bateman and uh, Russell Gage uh, for UJ at wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, Darnell Mooney and T.Y. Hilton. Um, a lot of gross players going on here. Um, Bateman and Allen are sweet on your side. Uh, I like Mooney on Nolan's side, but that's about it. I don't like Lockett. Um, I don't like Hilton and I don't like Gage. Jay, you're going to get the points for the wide receivers. At running back, we have Cordero Patterson and David Montgomery for Nolan versus uh, Deontay Harris and Alexander Madison. Um, that's pretty even Steven to me. Um, shit. I am going to go Jay. You're going to get the, the, the edge on that one. Cause I do like the Madison play. If he is full go at tight end, it's TJ Hawkinson versus Tyler Higby. Higby has been a no show. I'm not even sure why no one still has him in his lineup. There's other tight ends that I would even risk it rather than Higby. Uh, Hawkinson's definitely going to get the edge there. Uh, David Singletary versus Brandon cooks. Uh, Singletary, I think has a better play is a better play this week than cooks. I'm going to give that to you, Jay. Uh, and then the defenses, both defenses are great. Both defenses are playing uh, bottom tier teams. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I'm going to call that a wash. Honestly, uh, I think Philly has been like low key, amazing in the turnover department. Um, 
Oh, geez, this is this is going to be a tight matchup. I I don't know. I can't tell you right now who I chose. Um, oh, you know what? I chose Nolan, um, and I and I I'm going to tell you why I chose Nolan um, for self preservation. Because if Nolan wins, that's pretty much the only way that I have a chance at the division. Um, mm-hmm. So I would like the division rather than not. And I'm going to uh, bet on myself, I guess. So Nolan's going to get the win, but you guys took Jay to win, and I think ultimately that's probably the right call. Why is Nolan winning? Because you play Nolan next week, you mean, and you would then supersede Yeah, this him? is the whole this yeah. is the whole math of it. That if if I if I win this week and I beat Nolan next week, everybody finishes with the same record, basically. But I win the division based on the the divisional tiebreak, <laughs> which is why he needs Nolan to beat me. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh yeah, because you're three and one. Oh yeah, I see. I see where you at. Yeah. So that's uh that's the breakdown. Um, a longer, longer episode today. I apologize about that, guys. I had, I had a lot to say, even though we spoke four days ago. It was great. There's been a lot going on. Jay, we want to thank you again for filling in for Suds. Um, is there anything you'd like to uh, promote? Pump guys, up? I had so, I had so much fun. Uh, I hope that I did okay for uh, for my first time. Yeah. Uh, if I, if I have the chance to come on again at some point, um, I'll be a little bit better than I was this time. You know, just kind of practice makes perfect. So um, I hope that uh, uh, suds again. Hope that uh, that procedure you're undergoing uh, goes really well for you, um, Gertie. Your team sucks. Um, uh, and say hi to Rachel for me, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm uh suds. Get healthy. Enjoy your smaller penis. And uh we're thinking about you tonight here in uh here in Ottawa and wherever else you guys live. And yeah, you know, I don't have much to say besides suds I'm thinking about you, but I'm hoping your teams continue to fail tonight and I wanna beat you this weekend because I, yeah. I want to beat you regardless of your your health condition. Maybe that's a little harsh, but I'm here to win, baby. This is fantasy football. And, I'm here uh, to win. Just win, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's what you would have wanted, so I'm here for it. And uh, outside of that, you know, Gertie's team does suck. I don't think he's going to win his division. And uh, Gertie, say hi to Rachel for me. Um. Wonderful gentlemen. Um, I, I, I don't think I need to say anything more um, other than Gertie. I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, but your team sucks. And, uh, and say hi to Rachel for me.